GDP and now GNP. Last week we talked about GDP and today we want to understand what GNP is. All the talking heads talk about it, but what does it really mean? Stay tuned. From Philadelphia, the home of the Liberty Bell, Financial Freedom Radio starts now. Here's your host, Raymond Jewell. Welcome, everybody, to FinancialFreedomRadio.com. Uh, we're glad you're here and downloading. Uh, we love to uh, get referrals from you. So if you have friends, <laughs> if you have friends, please tell them to go to FinancialFreedomRadio.com or YouTube.com slash FinancialFreedomRadio and download it. All we ask is that you give us 90 days. If you don't like what you hear in 90 days, just don't watch it again. That's all we can ask. So, and I almost forgot, like, share, and ring the bell. When you ring that bell, you get notified when we put a new show up and uh, you get on the preferred list. Isn't that right, Steve? That's right, Ray. I'm going to go in the top corner this time. Yes, that you want to be on our not on our nice list, not on our naughty list. Yeah, yeah, be on the good list. That's right. So uh, we're going to talk. You started something last week, and you really got me thinking. You said, "Okay, you're talking about GDP. What's GNP?" So I went, you know, I better explain that because these two are very critical in your in your financial world as far as revenue earning revenue getting investments that kind of thing so i thought i'd share that with you um and um you know see where it goes well i'm excited but to learn how was your weekend it was good it was good it was a quiet weekend it was uh not a lot <clears throat> i got uh I got some, uh, my new fascination is with lighting and I've been playing around with lights in the house. So I got a lot of work done around the house. I was very happy. You know, it's the joy of living in a house with a techie. <laughs> I bet, I bet your family never knows what's going to happen. Well, the fun part is it's a double-edged sword because. Or do you give them a warning? No, I don't give, well. In this case, so we're really going down a rabbit hole, but basically uh, I set up so that the uh, the Christmas trees, uh, we have a Christmas tree in our living room, we have a Christmas tree in our big giant display window in the house, and Lisa wanted to be able to, she, it, it, it sounds frivolous, but she wanted to be able to turn them on and turn them off without having to unplug them and plug them back in, and it was a big pain in the oh. butt. So I automated yeah. all of that, so I had to sit there and, write the code that would turn them on at certain times and all the certain times. So it's nice because I get to do geek things. But then on the other hand, when stuff doesn't work, it's like I'm in the middle of doing something. And then I, uh, from the other room, it's like, you know, the Christmas tree didn't come on. So now I have to go debug everything. So it's it's good and bad. But it is fun to live with a techie. So um, to give you a disclaimer, folks, Steve has asked me to dumb it down. He said, you got to stop talking in techno babble and um and i'm gonna try to do that but some of these topics are pretty damn dry so, there we go 
So uh, before we start, I want to give you a little current event thing here. Uh, did you guys know that uh, I found this on the internet that uh, if you got a 401k or an IRA due to COVID that uh, the 10% penalty is uh, being waived, uh, which normally applies to withdrawals? Do you know that, Steve? I did not. So you're saying I can go withdraw from my 401k and not pay the penalty? Well, let's 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 read it to be accurate here. I, say, <laughs> I don't want everybody. <laughs> Congress made retirement funds more accessible by waiving the 10% penalty fee penalty and not by requiring tax withholding, which normally applies on up to $100,000 of withdrawals made in 2020. These rules apply to people meeting any several coronavirus, medical or economic hardships, including diagnosis of disease, a layoff or reduction in work hours, a business closure or inability to work because of difficulty in finding childcare. Did that explain it? So it sounds to me like they basically said you can take the money out of your 401k without paying the penalty up to $100,000. That's what it just said. Uh, just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Haven't you ever heard someone say, what I heard you say is this? And then the correct answer is yes, that's what I said. Yeah, okay. You're, you're right. I'm going away now. You are right, genius. And move that mic closer to your mouth. Why? Why? Because it's hard to hear you. You know why. Oh, okay. Now, before we get into our our uh, other topic, our lecture for the taxing day. taxing workers for staying home, a policy rooted in envy. They're thinking about taxing people that work from home. In 2018, just 5.4% of the US working population worked remotely. By 2020, it had turned into a reality for 56% of the workforce. That's crazy. 56% of the people are working at home. That's crazy. So what do these geniuses do? Find they a way want to get more of your money. Yeah. Adding, adding, that, adding that the taxes could be used to, to help people who were struggling the U.S. could raise an average $48 billion a year by taxing remote workers. Now, remote workers are hanging on by a thread anyway, and they want to tax them. This is our new economy. Uh, you, guys, you guys voted for this, nitwit. Or no, no. The voting machines voted for him. Just to bring it in, the tax Excel. Oh, wait, will, hang on. Before, tax... But before you go down that rabbit hole, is that really a Biden thing, or is that just? I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a big Biden fan either. But I don't want to throw him under the bus for something that may not be his. Oh, I do. What the hell are you talking about? Whose I'll idea throw him was under this? A bus. Whose idea uh, was it? Biden. 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 Biden said he wants to tax the work from home group. No, this is this is. This is uh, a general thought. You're right. Oh, okay. All right. But still, it could be it could be stopped. The tax well, there's nothing Excel to stop itself, yet. Right? You're going. You're going. You're going off on a tangent. The tax itself will be paid by the employer if it does not provide a worker with a permanent desk. If it does, 
and the staff member chooses to work from home, the employee will pay the tax out of their salary for each day they work from home. This can be audited by coordinating with company travel and technology systems. So that's just food for thought. Beware. I told you about it here. I warned you. Breaking. I need a breaking news graphic. Yeah, you do. Well, let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about GDP and GNP. Ten minutes last in the show, week, we're we, going to start talking about it. Last week, we talked about GDP, gross domestic product. We're going to put them together here. Uh, what's the difference between GDP and GNP? GDP measures the value of goods and services produced within a country's borders by citizens and non-citizens alike. GNP measures the value of goods and services produced by only a country's citizens, both domestically and abroad. GDP is the most commonly used by global economies. So what is the gross national product? It's an estimate of total value of all the final products and services turned out in a given period by the means of production owned by a country's residents. GNP is commonly calculated by taking the sum of personal consumption, expenditures, private domestic investment, government expenditure, net exports, and any income earned by residents from overseas, investments minus income earned within the domestic economy by foreign residents. So they're segregating it. So the GNP is related to another uh, of the important stats, the GDP, uh, which takes into account all output produced within a country's borders, regardless of who owns the means of production. So it can be foreign and domestic manufacturers. GNP starts with GDP and then adds, adds residents investment income from overseas investments and subtracts foreign residents. So GDP and GNP is the value of a nation's finished domestic goods and services during a specific time period. A related but different metric the GNP is the value of all finished goods and services owned by a country's residents over a period of time, either foreign or domestic. So if you've got Apple manufacturing stuff in China and they're a, a U.S. resident, then that gets measured as GNP, but they don't use it anymore. These geniuses... In 1991, stopped using GNP and started using GDP. You want to know why they did that, Steve? I do want to know why, Ray. Because products were being manufactured outside of this country by foreign residents. And they didn't care to, me to measure... Uh, domestic residents, they cared about what the value was with everybody manufacturing it for the U.S., whether they're foreign or domestic residents. 
didn't matter. So it's important to understand that GNP, although they abandon it, they, they used it. That would, was a measure that the foreign or that the, uh, uh, residents of this country manufactured either, either here or abroad it had to be manufactured by a resident. Why is that important? Because it shows that residents are in the manufacturing business, but they don't want to do that because they're tricking the, uh, the numbers in putting forth a number that is manufactured by citizens and non-citizens, domestic or abroad. So we don't know whether the products are being manufactured by just citizens. A GNP value would be to let you know how productive the, the actual U.S. citizens are in manufacturing and selling goods and services. Does that make sense, Steve? Steve? Yes, I'm sorry. Yeah, it still seems like it's a little bit of wordsmithing. <laughs> did, did I wake you up? I told you, don't bring attention to my technical mistakes. I can edit them out later. <laughs> yes, it seems like it's wordsmithing, though. No, it's not. It's measuring actual numbers. So if I don't measure what the citizens manufacture and I just measure what everybody manufactures, whether they're a citizen or not, then I'm giving you a number that's extracted from other countries. It's uh, done for the U.S. I'm not letting you know what we're doing. We aren't measuring our productivity here. We're measuring the domestic product of goods and services by all people, by all citizens and non-citizens. Right. Does that make sense? You. Yeah. The national okay. product is what's manufactured in the United States by United States and domestic product is manufactured anywhere on behalf of the United States. Yeah, so why is this important for the individual's pocketbook? GDP yeah, is an important figure because it gives an idea of whether the economy is growing or contracting. When the economy grows, you make a lot of money. When the economy contracts, you don't. You Inflation goes up, uh, taxes go up because they don't have a lot of money. We've talked about this before. Taxes are paid based on the velocity of money uh, that goes through the economy. How many times can you tax the same dollar? When you got a lot of dollars circulating, your taxes go up. When you don't, your taxes will go down and then they raise taxes to get more money. So when you, when you have a, a poorly run economy, which is run by Democrats, by the way, it is... It is, uh, you know, causes a lot of problems in people's pocketbooks and they don't spend. We've written a, written a book about this and the book is uh, Why the Rich are Rich. And you can read that book 
And uh, there it is up on the screen, Why the Rich are Rich. You can read the book and download it for free. You can, you can download it for free and read the book. You can't read the book before you download it. So you really just that say was that. silly. I did really just say that. So I want to, uh, I want to wrap this up. Uh, I hope this information was valuable. We're going to try to get a little more pizzazz into it and I won't be so boring, but that being said, some of this stuff is basically boring. That's why they call economics, the dismal science, because it's boring, but it affects your, uh, your income and it affects your pocketbook. You're funny. So I want to thank mean, you all. For... You're literally sitting here telling people that your show is boring. Stop that. It is boring. Why it is, boring. is it? But if okay. somebody, if somebody's listening to it, they're getting good information. All right. So then let's have a dialogue and let's make it not boring. Is it, so what is better for me to know the GNP or the GDP? Both. But just be aware that it's not measuring what the citizens are manufacturing. It's measuring what everybody in the world, as it relates to the United States, is manufacturing. For the United States or just in general? For the United States. So when, it's domestic. So Gross domestic product comes in from everywhere. So when the Chinese manufacture a tchotchke, when a Chinese citizen working in China manufactures a tchotchke for the United States, it's counted in the gross domestic product, but it is not counted in the gross national product. Right. When, Unless they he, can trick the numbers and say that, well, Apple's Well, no, a don't go down that citizen. rabbit hole. Don't go down that rabbit hole. So if a U.S. citizen in the United States makes the same tchotchke, it's counted for both the gross national product and the gross domestic product. Right. So the difference but, between the two is how much manufacturing is being done by other countries for our behalf. Yes. And how so, much manufacturing is done by, by citizens of the United States? Well, no, I said the difference between the two. Oh, right. You're right. So we want a... We want that difference. If that difference is low, then that means most of the manufacturing is being done in the United States. Right? Well, no. If the it means we're not buying GDP, enough stuff. Okay. Okay. You're right. So I guess what I'm trying to say is how is this going to help my financial world? What numbers So am if I you start for? to see those. If you start to see those numbers come down and uh, the gross domestic product come down, you're going to be in for a rocky road in the economy if it stays down. We saw it. We saw it come down. We saw it come down 30 some percent, but then the next quarter it went back up. Remember, we talked last week about having all the infrastructure in place so that if you stopped it abruptly, and then you start it again, it's going to go back to its equilibrium. Right. Yes, I remember that. Okay. So, by Jove, we've got it. It makes more sense now. Good. Thanks for clarifying that. 
you want to plug the book again or do you want to wait till the outro i'll wait till I'm... thank you all for coming and watching financialfreedomradio.com uh, please uh like share tell your friends and ring the bell and get on the list that list is envy among men and women that is a super duper list with everybody on it that's right that's and, that's, uh, the, that's the cool kids that's the cool kids all right folks have a great weekend week whatever you have and we'll back here next week financialfreedomradio.com take care god bless thanks for listening please remember to subscribe to the podcast if you want to learn how to create real sustainable wealth like the extremely rich people do or maybe you just want to sustain the wealth you already have you need to check out dr ray's new book why the rich are rich ray's been coaching clients for 35 years and has completely unlocked the secret strategies that rich people use day in and day out to grow and sustain their wealth regardless of what's going on in the economy his book is completely free and you can get it by going to whytherichareRich.com and entering your email address. Again, that's whytherichareRich.com. Head over there now.